What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. We are, of course, going to talk NBA Draft. The draft is coming up later tonight. And eh, I'm kind of excited. Uh, but I'm kind of lost in basketball um, in ways that I think you all might be able to relate to. I really do. We'll talk Major League Baseball. And a surprise that I never thought would come, but I'm very happy about it. And of course, there are some trades in the NBA that I will get to. Um, And one question that was posed on uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Who's the most influential player in the history of the NBA on the court? And I got an answer about that. But I'm going to first start with the NBA draft. And the reason why I am kind of not really excited about it is because we know who's the number one pick. And he should be the number one pick. And that is, of course, the Eiffel Tower, Victor Wimbanyama. I think that he will be everything that we expect him to be. And I think most of it is because he's going to the right team. You cannot go wrong when you go to the San Antonio Spurs. And you know what? Actually, look, let me not act like they are perfect. But I do believe in many ways that they are a solid organization. Even if back when I first remember Greg Popovich getting the head coaching position, I thought he did. Shoot, that was so long ago. Bob Hill, was that his name Was a coach? I thought he did him dirty. I thought he did him dirty. Um, But that's water under the bridge. And Greg Popovich does some wonderful things. And he does some things that I think are not setting a good example for others. I'll leave it at that. But here we are. Ready for the draft tonight, and we know that the Spurs are going to take Victor Wimbanyama. That's a given. He won the EuroLeague title. Now he's in New York throwing out the first pick for the New York Yankees. I mean, come on. And he seems to be durable. He played all of his games through all of the competition that they had. And no injuries. 
And I think that's great. I mean, he's got everything. He is, I mean, realistically, he's like Kevin Durant. But he can handle the ball like Kyrie Irving and shoot the three. Like, okay, it's not right to say Steph Curry, but it's also not right to say that he realistically should be um, like Kevin Durant either. I just really believe that he is a generational talent. Um, Do I think he will change the game? No. And not like the way Steph Curry did, and I'll get into that later. But we know Victor Wimbanyama is going to go number one. And then after that, I feel like I don't know what's going to happen next. It could be Scoot Henderson. It could be Brandon Miller. It could be Amen Thompson. Now, the one thing I will say that throws me for a loop is, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a lot more of these players going to the G League. Scoot Henderson, G League night. And, and and more going the non-college route. Amen Thompson, overtime elite. Osair Thompson. Overtime elite. Or Osar Thompson. I think that there's a lot going on with players who are not playing in college anymore. And I find that interesting. And I wonder if that trend will continue. And if maybe I'm just making up something that doesn't really matter. The player I think that may be unknown right now but could be worth it. You think about a uh, one of Victor Wimbanyama's teammates, Bilal Koulibaly? Maybe. You think about how the NBA draft that got the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, in the second round, you never know, right? I'm looking at Keontae George. I remember watching him in high school. About, I was supposed to call a game of his, but it never worked out. But that was interesting to um, see his name show up in the first round. I do think we have to consider what we're we feel like character matters. And it must not really anymore because Brandon Miller, we know what happened at Alabama, is about to be selected in the NBA. And whatever happened in Alabama was basically squashed. So we're just supposed to forget about it. And I actually do hope that 
the fact that Brandon Miller is getting a second chance, if you will, then let's hope he doesn't make any more mistakes moving forward. Let's hope so. But when I look at the rest of this NBA draft, I am curious as to what's going to happen. And after Victor Wimbanyama, I got one more name that I'm looking at. And I'm curious what will happen with Derek Whitehead out of Duke. Got to see him play as well along with Keontae George. He had a foot surgery. And so uh, when he was at Duke, it's kind of interesting what's going to happen. But he is quietly a very solid basketball player. I've seen it firsthand. I saw it at Duke. I'm going to be rooting for him. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Wow, Victor Wimbanyama is just going to change the Spurs. So, two more, two more topics. Uh, as I know, I did basketball, baseball, and then basketball. I'm just going to finish all the basketball. I don't know what the Washington Wizards are doing, and they don't care that I don't know. Somehow they know what they're doing. Or think they do. My biggest issue with the Washington Wizards, my home team, that I will always root for if I'm trying to find the silver lining in the fact that they're trading Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal was the last connection to me for the team that I was a part of. And when he's gone, I will be back to not really knowing any of the players on that team. And that will be sad. But I still can't help but think what they're doing this year in the trade to the Phoenix Suns, that still is not official. They should have done it last year when they had a chance to maybe get Victor Wimbanyama. That's the part where I'm totally baffled by what they did. Everyone went in the last season, excuse me, the season before last, talking about trade Beal. Give him a chance to play for a contender. Let's start over. Ted missed a chance to do that when he decided to let Ernie Grunfeld go. And Ernie, I don't think, gets enough credit for what he did do right with the Wizards. But he didn't do that. He experimented for two years. And I think he messed up those two years by trading John Wall. Now he's starting over, getting nothing for Bradley Beal, saying, oh, we're starting over, we're stockpiling picks. Yeah, you could say that you're stockpiling picks. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to make the right picks. And that's my concern with the Washington Wizards. And if you think, oh, well, maybe they have a new general or team president.
right? They are trying to do something new here. They hired Michael Winger to run the Washington Wizards. And I'm going to sit back and see what happens. But I would also say the team that they got him from, the Los Angeles Clippers, there were a lot of issues on that Clippers team. Yeah, they made the playoffs. But there were a lot of problems. Um, And I'm curious if this rebuild, this restart with Wes Suntell Jr. as the head coach and Michael Winger... Running the team. Who knows how long West Sunsell Jr. has. But if you're getting rid of Beal. And now you're talking about. Getting rid of. Chris Stapps Porzingis. What is Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma going to do. I mean the whole thing to me is like. Oh I don't know if they know what they're doing. I, I don't think they do. I mean, I think I just certainly would have wanted to try to get more from out of more for Beal. And it just doesn't seem like with that no trade clause, which he was the only one in the NBA to have a no trade clause. And the Wizards are getting Chris Paul and Landry Shamit. And some picks and some more picks and some more picks and this pick and that pick. I don't know. But I will reserve judgment in hoping that somehow Michael Winger has on that Wizards hat and he's going to work some magic. Get something for Kristaps Porzingis out of Boston if that trade goes through. Get something out of Phoenix or... Move and move Chris Paul for somebody else, whatever he's thinking of doing. I just hope it works out. I hope it works out. Um, I feel like I don't. I certainly don't think that Chris Paul wants to play with the Washington Wizards. And yet I do remember that he turned an Oklahoma City team into a playoff contender, which I did not expect either. And neither did you. So that will be quite interesting to see what happens as these trades unfold right before the draft. I mean, some of these things have to be finalized before the draft if they include picks for this year, which I hope at least the Washington Wizards are trying to get some picks. 
I mean, they've almost got too many picks now. The Wizards are going to be bad, could be bad for a while. They could be really, really bad. And if they can make this trade happen, Kyle Kuzma declined his player option and will be an unrestricted free agent. Phoenix Suns sending Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, a, a bucket of second round picks and first round pick swaps. And it's just, when the dust settles, we'll see where they are. But it's it's when I look at that mock draft for the Washington Wizards, uh, I'm just kind of like, okay. This is going to be interesting. It's actually because of Everyone knowing Victor Wimbanyama is going to go number one. It actually is kind of like maybe a... Uh, there's more suspense with this draft. You got twins. The Thompson twins, as I mentioned earlier, making history. The Nuggets. Trying to um, get an, a first round pick. There's a lot happening fast going into the draft. I don't want to pretend to make any predictions of who's going where. I didn't really like who uh, some of the teams had the Wizards taking. Osar Thompson. They're always in the best player available mode. And they're going to need to get lucky with this pick this year. To at least make some kind of a promise of a bright future. Some mock drafts had the Wizards taking Anthony Black out of Arkansas. Osar Thompson's out of Overtime Elite in Atlanta, I believe. Who knows? That's my thing. Who knows? This may be one of the more unpredictable drafts in a while. Now, the other thing I want to talk about the NBA is I was talking about uh, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, and they were debating who's the most influential player in NBA history on the court. And I saw some things that said George Mikan because they changed the sock, shot clock and raised the rim because of him. But that was due to height. Victor Wimbanyama, I would say he's got that height. And he's going to be different too. But if they raise the rim, I wouldn't necessarily say he's the most influential. I mean, George Mikan, they also started the shot clock because of him. 
I know you're going to say when you hear my answers because I have some recency bias. And maybe I do. But I think it's Steph Curry. Now hear me out. When you think of a transitional player who's who has influenced the game. Height is height. There have been a lot of tall players. Some people said it was Kareem. Do you see anybody else that was shooting the sky hook for 10 plus seasons after Kareem? No. Some said MJ. I think Michael Jordan was just dominant. But he didn't do anything in my mind that at his position was something that other teams said, oh yeah, I need a Michael Jordan. There was only one Michael Jordan. There's only one Kareem, Magic, Bird. They didn't do it either. But what Steph Curry single-handedly did was change the game with his three-point shot. How deep he can hit it. How often he can hit it. The volume of three-pointers changed the game like never before. Every team wants you shooting threes. Threes from the corner, better than threes from the top of the key because they're a little closer. Little kids are trying to be like Steph Curry shooting the, their shot from long distance. Eh, maybe, you could, oh, maybe Dr. J. Nope. And the reason I say nope is because everybody can't dunk. Now, you say, well, everybody can't shoot three-pointers, but the skill level, you got to jump high to dunk it. So it shrinks the number of players that have the ability to do what Dr. J did. But not Steph. Steph proved that even at what? I'm going to say he's 6'2". Uh, maybe some people think six feet. He'll shoot over the tallest player in the league. And drain it. He changed the game. Defenses have to stretch even more. He's just a dynamic shooter. And I think he has had the most influence on the league in the history of the game. Second place is probably the three-pointer. Speaking of second place, first place, Orioles, they just cannot crack first place at five games behind the Tampa Bay Devil Rays, but they're there. Four and a half game lead on the Yankees, five and a half game lead over the Blue Jays, six and a half over the Red Sox. But all of the teams in the AL East are still above 500. And no other division can say that. And I will keep saying that until I'm blue in the face just to remind you. How crazy would that be if all five teams in the AL East get into the playoffs? I mean, heck, AL Central... Minnesota Twins are in first place in the AL Central, and their their record is two games under 500.
The Texas Rangers are in first place with the Houston Astros and the Angels behind them. Shohei Otani once again getting it done. He's the MVP. I mean, come on. He's the MVP. Talked about the Oakland Athletics last episode. Hey, you would go to the games. Maybe you wouldn't lose your team. All right? You got to faithfully support no matter what. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. The biggest surprise of the season still... I mean, I could argue it could be Baltimore, but Baltimore was there last year too. It might be the Cincinnati Reds. It might be who sit atop the NL Central. The record of 40-35. and 35. I hope this means that the playoffs are just going to be just magical. That's my hope. Competitive to the end. Competitive to the end. I'm at the end of my rope with the show today. I'm I'm like an NBA withdrawal because the games are over. So I'm looking forward to the draft because it's something. I didn't even talk about John Morant and his 25-game suspension. It is what it is. I thought it was light. But let's move on. Let's move on. I wanted to look at the... I'm trying to figure out how Shoei Otani wasn't the MVP of the American League last year. He is even better this year than he was last year in my mind and I think stats wise too 6-2 and two is a starter on the mound top 2 runs batted in number 1 in home runs He may not have the pitching numbers. He's, he's His ERA is 3.29. But I think overall, he's just really a solid player. And I'm going to keep saying that. I'm just going to keep saying it. My father-in-law got our oldest son a, a Shohei Otani jersey from Japan that he loves to wear. And he's got a special hat as well for Shohei Otani. When he went to Japan, he brought it back. I got to find a game to go to. 
I'll find one eventually. But it's got to be, I want to see when Shohei Otani pitches, and that's the hardest part. That is truly the hardest part. But I'll get there. I'll get there. Speaking of get there, I got to the end of the show. I want to thank the sponsors for keeping Just for Sport going and all the other program at, the, at uh, Props HQ. That'll do it for Just for Sport. Enjoy the NBA draft. Look forward to summer league and we get some basketball again. And this is going to be some good summer basketball. And baseball starts to heat up. Soon they'll start talking about uh, looking towards the playoffs. And, of course, there is training camp for the NFL right around the corner. And Wimbledon. That'll do it for Just for Sport. I have my preview next episode. I'm Jamoke. Ciao for now.